I mean, I don't. I'm not a clickbait guy. Uh, that is a definite. We clickbait. should do that. We Can, should is, call this. Does, click, does clickbait exist for podcasts? We're about to find out. We're gonna call this shit sex time. Brunch. Brunch. Still no introductions, but we've done. We've gone so long without doing a podcast that it actually would be fair if we did introduce ourselves. But we're still not going to do it. Um, Pete, happy New Year! We should explain why we've been away for so long. It's it's been a long time. What? Like it's been a huge gap between this show and Section Ten. Like I haven't done any podcasts for probably like a month. I haven't done it. I haven't left my. I haven't spoken to anybody. I haven't done anything. It's this is the time of the year where you kind of just hunker down in your house and you don't don't speak to anybody. You don't do anything. Um, in all seriousness, I have gone out like four times, but yeah, <laughs> more like pretty much most activity in my life aside from work has stopped. But that's not why we stopped doing these these podcasts. I mean, as um, as fate would have it, it ended up kind of being when was our last podcast? December. It was it was either des- the beginning of December or the end of November. It was, that was like the friends, a month ago. That was yeah. the Friends podcast. Okay. Uh, so what we ended up doing kind of accidentally is what television shows do now, which is a mid-season break where like Mad Men would do eight episodes and then be like, all right, fuck you guys, see you next year. We kind of accidentally did that. Uh, but the, the reason it did happen is we were churning them out, regular clip, and uh, we had a very exciting episode we had planned, and it involved a guest... And uh, through nobody's fault, it kept getting pushed back. And in our minds, we thought... Oh, it was we, absolutely we, through somebody's fault. It wasn't well, our fault. But. Somebody's fault who isn't ours. <laughs> yeah. And when they're, if they're ever eventually on, we're not going to say that they're the person. So oh, definitely not. we can even talk shit about them right now for what they're doing. But uh, they haven't come on yet. And uh, we're assuming that for the time being, maybe they won't come on. Who knows? But uh, in our minds, we thought... And they're totally not big enough to be doing this to us, <laughs> which is very I would, frustrating. I would, I would, agree. bigger guests. They we've would, ha- we've already had bigger guests. They would the not show. be our bigger guests, yeah, our biggest, biggest guests. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, in our minds, we weren't thinking of it as we've gone two weeks without doing an episode. We've gone three weeks. We've gone a month plus without doing an episode because we thought, oh, when are we doing this upcoming episode? We have it coming up, and. Uh, you know, sometimes shit just doesn't happen. <laughs> and and also just like around the holidays, you're like, yeah, we don't need to do this. Yeah, like wh- there's a lot of other shit going on. I don't know about you. Once it hit January 1, I was like, fuck this. We're officially now in break mode. We don't. I was way before that. Like, <laughs> a week, December be- a week before Christmas, I was like, I'm turning it off. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we do have things coming up. Uh, Pete, actually, you uh, in 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 trying to solve this issue of us not doing any podcasts, which people have been hitting us up, by the way, which is cool. People That's have been, the best part, yeah. is when you take a long break. People fucking miss it. Yeah. which you know, is, I, you'd, you'd think that nobody would give a shit about this show, right? but people have been asking, when's the new, next brunch coming out? Well, it's funny, because people hound us about when Sunday Skate coming back and when is brunch coming back. And Sunday Skate, we could passive-aggressively put it on WEI and be like, we're ready. It's It's not on us. The brunch thing is... 200% on us. Yes, for sure. And my New Year's resolution this year, we're going to put out an episode every Friday. Yes, this was this was Pete's brainchild. He said, let's have a fucking schedule, which is smart and maybe kind of playing with fire with us. Because, yeah. uh, I don't know if we should say this, but two different uh, companies, outlets, have approached us about wanting to, to own brunch and for brunch to be 
hosted on their site and so it could be brunch presented by whatever. And actually, that happened after our last podcast. So I think that both of us, at least I am, I'm a huge committophobe. I think that subconsciously, the prospect of brunch actually becoming a real thing scared me away from brunch. And now that we have a schedule... You're like Chandler in the first few episodes of first few seasons of Friends. Yes. He was a huge committophobe. Well, he was a committophobe. <laughs> I'm so glad we're already back on Talking <laughs> Friends. Uh, he was a committophobe because of, look at the people he was dating. It's true. Janice. The, yeah, he was fucking... I wouldn't want to commit By the way, I had a either. conversation, obviously, about Friends the other week about... And Janice came up. Janice had to be like an absolute like dynamite in the sack. Yes. Like there's no reason... I would assume she reason. was. Yeah. Just with her whole behavior and like... And, like, Chandler didn't bang enough girls right. to land Monica. So, like, he had to learn some good sex sex things from Janice to to satisfy Monica. Right. I mean, Chandler and Monica's first time having sex could have been a humiliating experience for Chandler. Oh, for sure. Like, Chandler should have gone into that being like, oh, fuck. They were sober, too, weren't they? Well, uh, maybe not, no, because it was a wedding. And, and Yeah, she was drunk because everyone was calling her Ross's older yeah, she sister was and everything. Which, isn't she, she... I think Courtney Cox is older than David Schwimmer in real life. Probably. She was older than all those guys, I, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think she was the oldest. Yeah, by like... I think she's some like six years older than Jennifer Aniston. Jeez. And still hotter. I Pretty, disagree. Pretty. Oh, disagree. by the way, this is a this is kind of a mean take. I think that the Jennifer Aniston thing is finally turning. You know how Jennifer Aniston has always gotten hotter with age. Yeah, not any. Yeah, I think that she's finally she peaked and she's on right, her way down. She's on her way down, which still like horrible bosses. Like, still too, really hot. Show wing, but yeah, yeah, she's. What did she she did that? There's uh, not like the whole. The, she doesn't have that like better with age thing anymore. Right, and the, the the pinnacle of it was she did a magazine cover. Remember when she was just wearing the tie. Yeah, and it was her and a bunch of naked dudes. Yep, and she stood out from the naked dudes. That's mm. how good it. That and <laughs> you, you like some naked dudes, I, right? You I, like I, your I, naked. I, dudes. I, I like my naked dudes, and I still was like laser fucking focus <laughs> on Jennifer Aniston. Um, so the Golden Globes were this week, and speaking of getting better with age, uh, I forget. I honestly forget forget her name. Mara Rooney Mara. No. Um, Maura Tierney. Maura Tierney, yes. Oh, my God. So hot. And she had the... Fu- and what pissed me off is she... Like, girls, just wear glasses, okay? S- solves everybody's problems. It There's nothing unattractive about a girl wearing glasses. And she was wearing the nerdiest fucking glasses she could find. And she goes up there after it. winning and says, Oh, so embarrassing. I look like a four eyes. It's like, cut the shit, Maura. <laughs> You know we exactly all know what who, you're doing. Yeah, we all know why you were wearing glasses. Those She's 51. 51? 51. Pretty damn good. And she was a smoking liar liar. So, yeah, and exa- exactly. And so, like, she's, she, I think, is in a better position to be having the better with age conversation. Yes. Also, in her category, Marissa Tomei. Oh, my God, just, like, yes. has never not been hot. Right, she's, <laughs> yes. She's, uh, she's the perfect combination of sexy and cute to quote one how uh fuck what's cal his? cal uh shit i forget the last name uh, fuck i wish we took calls or text or something people <laughs> could have i mean we cal. can tweet right now oh god damn it uh, i have to google it i'm also googling uh the cal. i mean the, the ultimate weaver cal, cal weaver, weaver god yeah damn it. the ultimate hotter with age is a 62 year old woman you may know her from Elf. She's married to Ted Danson. A little 
lady named Mary Steenburgen. 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 <laughs> Never heard of that. Look, well, it's Mary uh, S T E E three E's. Oh yes, yeah, she, she's very hot. She's she, in um, Last Man on Earth. No. I thought you were gonna say uh, Last Vegas, which she's also in, and she's Who's still seen that movie. That's what it's one of those. They, I think that one of the HBOs played it on like a twenty-four hour loop for. I love when HBO does that. It's kind of like a we're, we're really concerned just, that you guys just, might not see Last Vegas. They just so. play it for one day and then they just never show it right, again. Yeah, so like HBO four or whatever <laughs> is going to be Last Vegas. I mean, in, in college we had HBO and it was you had HBO at your college. Yeah, but only one of the channels. But oh, like, like the just main straight HBO? Up HBO. We didn't have HBO. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was. Like every year, there was one movie they showed nonstop. Freshman year was Forty Year Old Virgin, which was fucking big win, awesome. Yeah. So like all anybody at UNH in two thousand six said to each other was like you're throwing a lot of big words at me. Watch your mouth. That whole thing, <laughs> taking them as disrespect. And then uh, then it was Twenty Seven Dresses, and everyone just fucking watched it anyway, like regardless of whether or not they want to watch the movie, like because there was no Netflix at that point. Well, if you're yeah, if you're hungover enough on like a Sunday afternoon, right. you're going to watch whatever the hell's on TV. Netflix was came out when I was a junior, I think, and that was like the thing if you, people would get drunk and sign up for Netflix, but Netflix instant wasn't good enough yet, so nothing was really on it. So really, it was just you would lie around and watch fucking 27 dresses all day. Ugh, and I love that movie. You're so old. I <laughs> I am. Um yeah, so hot also so Jennifer Aniston, not not the pinnacle anymore, but yes. the pinnacle is, uh, in my opinion, Jennifer Lopez, still up there. Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez is fucking annoying. She is, but she's still super duper right. hot. And yeah. Sofia Vergara, or the, would be the oh. two that I would put up there yeah. as just never Sophia just Vergara, relentless. How old do you think she is? Do you know? I got. She's probably like. You could have me guess how uh, old she is, yeah. and I would guess between twenty and eighty. I think she's. Older than fifty, if she is, then I feel like she, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's just the height thing with her. No, I, she's forty three. Wow, I was way off. For, so like she's, but like I just feel like she's gonna be that hot when she's fifty, right? Anyways, so. Yeah, she's. I mean, well, there are forty three year old hot people. That's yeah, that's still like relatively young. Yeah, in terms of like the the milf category, right? So because I mean, now I'm I'm twenty seven now, so if. Like there's a really attractive celebrity, and I Google their age, which is what everybody does <laughs> for some reason, and I see that they're 35. I'm like, oh, so she's my age, which 35 is pretty fucking close to 43. Yeah. In fact, using math, it's exactly equidistant between 27 <laughs> and 43. Uh, it's like if you were a celebrity and you're 27 and you dated or got married to Sofia Vergara or whatever, like that wouldn't it would be weird. Ba- people wouldn't bat an eye, really. They'd yeah. just be like, well, Sofia Vergara is hot enough to land a younger dude. Well, Courtney Cox dates younger dudes all the time, I think. That she, yeah. does not surprise me at all. Courtney Cox can fucking date whoever she wants. Yeah. Um, you know who I read? I was reading an interview with uh, Connie Britton. Also, and she was like super smoke. And she was like, "I've us. never had to to worry about guys. I always, I get like much younger guys than me all the time and stuff." Wow, and like, that made me is think. That, like, is that like a direct quote? Because that's a real like. She was just, like, "I'm the shit." Right. <laughs> it, it kind of was. She was just like I, kind of like Miles Teller's uh, thing in that really douchey article that we've that we've discussed or that feature, where he was like. I've never had any problem with girls. Everyone thinks that I've that like it would be an uphill climb for me, but I fucking crush it. That this was basically Connie Britton's version of that quote. 
I would love to be in a bar or something and have Connie Britton walk in and be like, oh, a fucking young man. But yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm that much younger than Connie Britton anymore. Yeah. I think I used to be. I thought you were going to go in the row. Like, I would love Connie Britton to walk in, into a bar and be like, hey, we're going to fuck tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> oh, like, okay. I, yeah, I would be, a, I would absolutely, Connie, Connie, if you're listening, sweetheart, <laughs> big, big fan. Love, I, I still identify her with Nashville more than I do Friday Night Lights. You, you don't watch either I, of those shows, I don't watch right? either of them, but I know that Once she's... you watch Friday Night Lights, which is going to fucking happen, um, it's, we're going to have such, like, people are going to come out from everywhere to be on this podcast because I know, I know Feidelberg is a huge Friday Night Lights True, guy. Yeah. Everybody, I don't understand how I got to finish. That. I think that'll be the next thing that I do. I got to finish making a murderer and then, uh, and then I'll start on Friday Night Lights. I can't watch that. I can't watch making a murderer. Have you tried? No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see anything. I will that say that I don't think it has, is it is as good as everybody's making it out to be. Yeah. Like, it's it's a good documentary. It's not like, wow, you need to fucking watch this show. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining, and it's like a good documentary. So the premise of it is basically this guy did fucking nothing, and he went to jail for a long time, right? That's, yeah, pretty much. That's So shit like that, there are a lot of things that, give me the legitimate heebie-jeebies that's one of them that's one of them uh like even uh i mean everything obviously national security stuff like like real bad shit that could possibly (laughs) happen even if there's a one percent chance scares the fucking shit out of me it's worth watching for the simple it's worth watching for the simple fact alone that like some of the people in the show are just the like you wouldn't really think that the this f- low form of life form like actually exists like they're like borderline so so stupid really? people yeah you want to you want to use you're, you're pressing for the r word here. i am <laughs> yes <laughs> i am but i'm not gonna do that it's like it's very close though Did, and, uh, like to the point where they revealed one of the kids iq levels at oh one point God. in the show and they it was in the 70s and i was like that is way too high <laughs> this they need to redo this test it's got to be in like the 30s or 40s did you see the uh, hbo documentary on um heroin on I cape didn't, cod i didn't watch that no that was some um, so that that's honestly that's like as far as i can go with like shit that i can watch that shit's probably a lot more depressing than making a murderer it was it oh my god it was extremely depressing it like the ugh, if anyone's seen it it's fucking heartbreaking and since then i've talked to cops who have like who work in cities where heroin runs rampant and everything and the effect that that shit has on a the people who are doing it and b everybody else is some crazy crazy shit so yeah that pretty much rocked my world for like a week taking a real dark turn here yeah we're good yeah <laughs> back we're, to the uh the new year's resolution yeah i don't feel funny anymore so now brunch <laughs> is just gonna turn it's into over really depressing like shit um yeah so new year's resolution the the show is gonna come out every friday every friday which we were uh because we're both internet people um i raised the concern of what if people don't use the internet on weekends which a lot of them don't like you don't sit down at your computer on the weekend but podcasts no one uses like there are no rules for podcasts honestly like you can still listen you don't have to be on your computer be on the internet to listen to the podcast on a f- Saturday or Sunday morning while right. you're eating breakfast and so the the hope is with you guys you that do. you'll get into the routine of knowing that it comes out on Friday so you'll either listen Friday at work or whatever or 
in your travels. Uh, the Darren Rovell podcast, which was my favorite one. I think sure. one of our best, uh, one of our more listened to ones. That was a Friday one. So I think that uh, our listenership won't take a, uh, a hit. Uh, should we talk about one of the people who uh, has agreed to come on and we're not sure if he's actually going to? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? So quick set, at some point we're going to have Aaron Carter on. And Aaron, I've spoken to Aaron, and he has agreed to do it. And um, we'll get into it more when when we do the podcast with him. But uh, I'm a believer in Aaron Carter in 2016, and uh, I've heard some of his new stuff. He's uh, he's he's given us some teasers, and it fucking bangs. So I'm excited to have Aaron Carter on and and see what's going on in that brain. And uh, and yeah, that's that's gonna be awesome. I think I'll just I'll just leave that alone so that I don't say anything that will prevent him from coming on the show <laughs> in the future. Well, I, I understand he has skeptics, and he yes, I mean we came across this because um, the the crying picture he, that he, he posted, posted a picture Twitter. of himself crying, and people fucking rovelled him hard. People, everybody went after him, and God bless him, he started fighting them off one by one. Which when you've got uh, when <laughs> so the band Crystal Fighters just sent me a direct message. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you, when you've got hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers, it's not the move to to fight them off one by one. Because like, we talked about this on the the uh, the video episode that it's like The Walking Dead. You can you, you'll just tire yourself out instead of exactly, having your energy. Yeah. So that kind of got our attention. And then I saw that he had some new music coming out, and I was very eager to hear what it sounded like. And it's fucking, it's good. Like if you like Bieber's new stuff, if like like big beats, uh, good verses, then I hope that he he lets us either premiere or you know get a little sneak preview of his music. Yeah, I haven't heard any of it yet. So so he periscoped some the other day and I was at a family thing and I like ran away from my family <laughs> and ran to the kitchen and like had the phone up to my ear and uh, it was like again it was it was good like you, you can get down to that shit. So I think that it'd be awesome if you let us play some stuff. Especially me listening to it for the first time. You can on react the show. Yeah, react live. That'd be you can react. Do we have the tech? Yeah, we can figure out the technology we'll for that. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty awesome. Um, what are your other New Year's resolutions? Do you have any like real plans for your life? <sighs> no, not really. Um, I guess just not get fired from my job or anything. Mm. Uh, that's that's basically my my goal for the upcoming year. Um, uh, no, I I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I don't look down on other people who do do them. Except for the people who invade my gym for like the first two months of mm-hmm. the year and just make it a miserable experience for me every time I want to go to the gym, yeah. um, and it's it would be fine if if these people were going to be there, it, we're going to be committed. But I know that ninety percent of the people who are disrupting my workout routine aren't going to be there in like a month. Right? Yeah. Um, I actually, I almost told my one of my good friends to fuck himself uh, yesterday, which uh, we all tell our friends off, but. Uh, one of my New Year's, it's not a New Year's resolution or whatever, but um, a, f- a few people in my family, whether cousins, uh, sisters, uh, they're doing various uh, diets. The, the popular one is the Whole30, um, which is for 30 days, you, just, you don't do <laughs> shit. You don't put like anything bad in your body. And uh, I decided that kind of out of solidarity and because I am losing the Colin Jost challenge, mm-hmm 
very badly uh, that I would do paleo for a month. And a month in, or I'm like a week into doing it, and I was emailing with uh, with one of my friends the other day, and I mentioned that I was doing it, and he responded, "Ah, the old DJ J- or the annual DJ January diet." And I've never fucking done any of that shit before. I've never done like the January I'm going to go back to the gym, January I'm going to diet. And I thought that would to that, fucking pigeonhole me like that's, that. That's a real like kick in the dick. If, You're a fucking prick. Right. Comment. I was, oh my, and he's like one of my dearest friends in the world. And I wanted to, f- I had a response like the, that I ended up editing and sending back. Oh, but the, the original Respond. It was like a long email. It, it started with ah, the annual DJ uh, January diet. So anyway, blah blah. AKA blah. you're a fucking bitch, DJ. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, a little fatty DJ. Like uh, his his annual attempt at not being such a fucking pudge ball. And so I I had written back immediately like never no such fucking thing as a January diet. Don't you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like I I called him an asshole in it or whatever. And then I cleaned it up to like, hey, idiot, I usually September is when I go on my diets or whatever. And I made it playful, but I was, oh, my God. That's, that's actually like a, that's a real, real comment that will cut very deep. That's like, hey, DJ, just accept the fact that you are fat and you're never going to better yourself. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, heard this one before. <laughs> no, you fucking haven't. I've, so in my life, I have. One summer between sophomore and junior years, I lost like 40 pounds just because I was fat. And I like <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I wanted to do, and I was capable of doing it. Uh, th- a couple years ago, I put on some pounds. Within a couple months, they were fucking gone. Like when I p- don't fuck, I, oh God, I'm, I'm getting myself worked <laughs> up here. The, I'm not one of those people who, like, if I have a little extra weight on for a little while, I know I'm doing it. I'm eating the chicken parm subs. I'm drinking the whiskey. I'm drinking the the beer. It's mostly just chicken parm subs and alcohol. <laughs> but I'm fucking aware that I'm doing it. And when I decide that it needs to stop, it stops. Oh my god, <laughs> Corey! If you're listening, it's my friend Corey. That that worked. That got me fucking so. Corey. See, I've gotten the short end of the stick on a lot of things in life. Like I'm four feet tall. I'm pale as the fucking day is long. Ice walkers on the walking or uh, on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I what else? Uh, I had bad acne for a while. Like I've gotten fucked in a lot of areas. Yeah. But I can eat whatever the fuck I want whenever I want, and I I have never had a problem with my weight. And it's like, it's honestly like I will take all those other things. Yes, eating whatever you want is fucking amazing. Well, the thing is, when you're when you're in a good way and you you have generally good habits, um, this happened a couple of years ago when I had lost some weight. You you're almost like, wait, how are people ever overweight? How do people ever have problems with their weight? I mean, you just eat your meals and. You snack sometimes, and you go out on weekends and whatever, and then inevitably, at some point, at least for me, I find myself like, oh, fuck, how many chicken parm subs did I have this past week? Right. This is how people put on extra weight. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like at some point, I'm I'm going to hit the wall where it's like, hey, fuck, boy, you, need, you can't keep doing this. Right. You go to the gym regularly, though, yes, don't you? Yeah. yeah. 
I do. And but like, I I just know at some point it's gonna be like you can't keep doing this and getting away with it. Do you know this is a, a cool fact? I don't know if he still does it, but uh, I learned this uh, a while back. Dan Shaughnessy runs a mile every day. Really? And I think I believe. I, I don't know if I've talked about this with him, but so I mean, all I, those hot takes don't burn <laughs> burn the calories themselves. That's a pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good line. But I believe he just just runs a mile a day, and and that's it. And that's enough. I mean, he's a been a seven miles dude. a week. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if how that's relevant to anything, but I just thought it was a cool <laughs> fact I wanted to throw he in. He could run a marathon in a month. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, w- w- would that qualify as a as a meltdown that that I just had a few minutes ago? Oh, like partially. I, I think. really don't like when my f- when like my friends at least are condescending to me. I li- so that's a move that I like to do. I like to be. <laughs> to, I like to be the condescending right, guy. Yeah, no, seriously. It's so as far as sensitivity goes and everything, I can I can take jabs or whatever. But if it's I feel the, like there's there are certain points where like. Someone can really hit a nerve with you, yeah, and you I'm, get real I'm, defensive. I'm, I'm starting to figure out where it is, and I think it's things that could potentially be true. Like, if you say something that isn't too <laughs> far off from the truth, I'm like, oh, that's what I've been thinking. I forget who said it, but there was a stand-up comedian who was like, it might have been Louis C.K., but it was like, Oh no! It's John Mulaney. Oh, that's, was, that's the thing was, I'm sensitive about. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like middle school kids are the fucking worst <laughs> right, yeah. because they will make fun of you for the for thing what you don't like about you. Yeah, the thing that you don't yeah. like about you. Right. So like, <laughs> so let's use this example. My friend Corey. It's like I bore my soul to you, dude. I told you that I'm 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 doing this fucking embarrassing, ridiculous diet. The paleo diet is right. pretty embarrassing. It's fucking humiliating. And his response is like, ah. So fucking fatty is taking another crack at losing weight, huh? This ought to be good. We know how this goes every January. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Corey. So a discussion that we had this week was yes about train wreck. Oh yeah, I'll I'll throw down on this right now. So this is the opinion that DJ has: is that train wreck, the movie starring Amy Schumer and uh, what's his name, Bill Hader? Bill Hader. So Amy Schumer and Bill Hader, DJ, thinks that it is quote unquote bad. I think it's pr- I think it's not that good. You to said mediocre. bad, but he- so here's what you do. Have you ever been in an argument before? <laughs> you say something ridiculous. You and then dig you- in. Yeah. Like my 2004 NFL draft, I thought that Philip Rivers was the best quarterback. My friend Mike thought that uh, that Ben Roethlisberger was the best quarterback, and it went from. <laughs> No, I don't think this elite player is as good as this other elite player to Ben Roethlisberger fucking sucks, and you're an idiot if you don't understand that. So that's, that's kind of It's basically the same way I approach things, too. Right. Like you, <laughs> if you don't fucking dig in... Like, for me, again, my friend's argument was, this like, might surprise you, <laughs> but all out of all of the male characters on Friends, Ross is the least bad... And now I have turned into the biggest champion of Ross. And all I talk about is how much he fucks and what an awesome guy he is. When in reality, all I was saying was Chandler's not that good and Joey's not that good. Ross is a little better than them. Like for me, it's like Kevin Miller is in ISIS. Right. You, yeah. You've, you've gone from like Kevin Miller is being overused <laughs> to you think that Kevin Miller is like a, a bad person or something like that. Yes. You, you dig sure. in. Exactly. Uh, um, so... Trainwreck, I, I guess I had high hopes because everyone's been talking about this Amy Schumer person like 
like she's this great thing and i've i've tried watching her stuff and uh and she like that she's been i i guess it's the way that she's presented as like this great hope for female comedians and like see female comedians can be great and you don't it's have like, to be like that. There are th- fucking great female comedians, and there they're a lot, a lot fucking better than this person. So I will agree with, with you that uh, that Amy Schumer isn't as great as everybody makes she, her out oh to be. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't think so. Like Uprox, I work for Uprox, and Uprox lo- fucking loves Amy Schumer, and it's like one of those things where it's like people are are always in the comment section being like, "Shut the fuck up about Amy Schumer." Yeah, and so I don't. I'm not like a big Amy Schumer fanboy like a lot of other people are, but I did love the movie. And I do agree with you that she's like held up as, see, female comedians can make it and you don't have to be like that hot. Like, I think that's a big part of like Amy Schumer. If one Schumer. of your friends was dating someone who looked like Amy Schumer, would you bat an eye? Would you be like, my friend has an ugly girlfriend? Amy Schumer no. looks like a normal person. Yeah. She looks good in train wreck. Like, yeah. she's, yeah, I, I guess the way that she's being billed, uh, leads me to be slightly biased against her because I don't think that she's that funny. I saw her at uh, the Oddball Festival and like Jesselnik was amazing. Uh, was Mulaney there? I can't remember. Uh, I've seen Mulaney so many fucking times do pretty much the same <laughs> set, unfortunately, that they all kind of blend together now. But um, yeah, and she was just like... She was just okay. And... Um, so on on Trainwreck, the beginning was funny. It definitely has apatowitis in that it goes too long. It is too long uh, for sure. LeBron James was fucking Amazing. unbelievable in it. Um, so was John Cena. John Cena was so good in it. Um, uh, Vanessa Bayer was hilarious. Like there were a lot of good things about it. But I feel like when Apatow movies get too long, you're thinking. Why did I just spend two hours watching what could have been an hour and a half movie? With this, I was actually feeling those extra 30 to 40 minutes when I was like, why the. I haven't laughed in 25 minutes. What, like, why, why am I. What are we doing? It does lose a lot of steam towards the end, but I will say that the. When it does have steam, it's enough that for me, when, like, it starts losing steam, I'm like, I'm still like, this is a great movie. See, I get. There's enough where it's hot for me to overlook the fact that it's too long. Well, I'll admit this. I had gotten to the point in that movie where I thought, you know what? This is a pretty good movie. I like this. I'm laughing often enough that, yeah, I like this. And I again, I wanted to, to like it. I also wanted to kind of think that Amy Schumer was a little overrated. But I, I wanted to like it because I wanted LeBron to be funny. I like Bill Hader. I love Vanessa Bayer. And I, I got to the point where I was like, if this is what the movie's like the entire time, then I'm down. And then it hit that fucking wall. And then like when her dad died, I was like, well, isn't she like neglecting her father this whole movie? <clears throat> isn't she est- haven't they established that she doesn't really care about her family or whatever? And now this is like a big part of the movie. It's I don't know. It bugged me. Well, I mean, the thing the thing about her father was like he shaped her character, like obviously. Yes. From that opening scene or whatever. And but I did think that the that her acting in that movie was unbelievable, especially in the scene, the funeral scene. I yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Unreal. So that was that was impressive to me, even though I'm not on the Amy Schumer bandwagon. I thought she was really good in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I give her credit for a lot of things that were good about the movie. I do not assume that LeBron James wrote his own <laughs> yeah. lines, and they. I think they showed at the end. They showed scenes uh, when they're sitting at the basketball thing, 
and he's taught it's LeBron's either talking to her or Bill Hader's character, and literally someone's shouting from off camera, like, say this, say this. And it's just like it's just one liners and they were gonna use whichever the, the best one was. So yeah. LeBron, I don't think uh needed necessarily amazing acting chops but he was so fucking funny in it that that for me was my takeaway from the movie that lebron james can like kind of peyton manning it and and be that that funny guy but yeah for me and but then here's what happens and i mentioned the whole digging in thing i get out of the movie and i was like okay all in all i was underwhelmed loved lebron i was pretty underwhelmed but and every your but, expectations but going a, in. But I'm coming out and hearing all this fucking noise about how great it is and how great Amy Schumer is and like, oh, Queen, yes, Bay, and like, <laughs> no, it was like, can we just say that it was fucking all right? I think that it was better than all right. I think that it was a really good movie. I especially as far as like rom coms go, and I I do like rom coms. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm going to be working from home one day. I'm gonna turn on the TV. It's going to be 20 minutes into Trainwreck, and I'm going to end up watching the whole fucking thing, and I'm going to be pissed about it because I'm going to want to turn it off because I'm going to know that it's going to be a waste of my time. Like, that's the kind of movie it's going to be. Like, I better change it right now because I don't want to end up wasting any part of my day watching this goddamn movie again. I've already seen it once. wasn't that great. guess we're just going to have to disagree because, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, you waste your day if you fucking spend it watching a rom com that you've already seen before. But like, yeah, I don't think you know me that well. I think that's <laughs> I think that, can, that can be a pretty good. I mean, if if I so I can uh, if it keeps you off the internet, it's probably a good use. No, of your well, time. so here's the thing: I can I can work while like something kind of familiar is on the background. Like, I'll put on a record or can't. I'll put on a, a movie I've seen and I don't need to pay attention to. Like, I'll put on Crazy Stupid Love or something and I'll bang out. Like a, a couple blog posts, a column, whatever. Um, so, I don't want Trainwreck to be on while that's happening. I like today. Home Alone Two, Lost in New York was on. I watched the first like forty five minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> I I got a little work done. I I got got ready for my day. It was it was wonderful. I will say that Crazy Stupid Love, you brought it up. We should do an my, episode on that. Is my favorite rom com of all time. It might be. I mean, I. I don't have like a handy rankings, uh, or I don't have a rankings handy, but I would guess that I would lean towards that as well. Like I can't think of a. Oh, well, it depends. Would you consider um, Five Hundred Days of Summer a rom com? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's it's up there. Like rom com indie, like yeah. I I like mainstream ones. Crazy Stupid Love was great. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days Never also fantastic. That. Never seen that. You got to see that. Yeah. It's very good. Is it like. That was the point in time where Matthew McConaughey, like, literally anybody thought that he was just going to be, like, a rom-com guy. Yeah. And then just, like, seeing his career now and then looking at hit him in that movie but, is kind of hilarious. But now he's, like, the cool, suave guy yeah. versus the, the dopey rom-com guy. You yeah. know what's a good rom-com is um, uh, About Time. I don't, I don't think... I've seen that movie maybe, like... so here's that? I've seen, like, 15 movies, and I've seen them all 200 times a piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about Time stars Domhnall Gleeson and really? uh, and Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams or McAdams? I never fucking know. Um, the, the, the Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Um, uh, is, is it? Is <laughs> yeah, it's it McAdams. Dead? Okay, Rachel McAdams. Uh, and that movie is delightful. It's about a dude who learns that the men in his family can travel through time. 
and it's all he uses it to scam his way into a marriage with this girl who's out of <laughs> it's his... It's a little bit rapey. It's, uh, no, it's, it's super rapey, but it's it's romantic rapey. Um, it's... No, it's like... We could do a... I bet we could do a whole a whole episode about, like, rom-coms that are rapey. A, you know what? A lot of pop culture from before 2014 was... I mean, Blurred Lines was where people started to to draw the line no pun intended and people became aware of okay let's not work rape culture into like things that we're going to call beautiful so it's that it's uh i wouldn't say it's it's particularly rapey but he he pulls out some creepy stops actually you know what you're gonna watch the movie and you're gonna text me 15 minutes into it and be like this is the rapiest thing i've ever seen I now I want to watch it because so he meets this girl and uh, he gets her number and then he finds out that he needs to travel back in time to fix something for a friend and in doing that he erases that he ever met her so he starts like trying to facilitate chance encounters with this girl and in like this other timeline she meets a nice guy and she's in a relationship and he like fucks it up and he like he uses time traveling to ruin this other guy's life so it's pretty fucked up but it, she's so pretty and they end <laughs> up together it's okay and, no, she's like, good looking you know like you want he he's kind of well-intentioned for as rapey as it is and they end up together and it's kind of nice and he saves his sister it's it's all very well intentioned and then you but find out that he's bill cosby at the no, end no well, that's the thing like <laughs> it, it's all very sweet but it's you can definitely look at it through the lens of this guy will stop at nothing <laughs> to get what he wants so it's it's i guess a little creepy but if you look at it uh, in the way that the movie is intended to be seen it's uh it's it's delightful it's very light um uh, Bill Nye is that the, the guy? The, the scientist? No, there's like a <laughs> Bill. There's Bill Nye, the science guy, and then there's like a Bill Nye. Um, let me. Bill Nye. Boot up your computer. Nye. Oh. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He plays the father, and like I'm a big. So like my my father is my dude. So uh, I'm I I like stuff that like plays up father son relationships and everything. So he's a big part of the movie, and it's. It's great. It's just, it's a movie about love, about family, about uh, about Rachel McAdams. <laughs> what is your least favorite rom com of all time? Oh shoot, Trainwreck. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I can't think of many rom coms I've gone in to see and then been like, "Well, that fucking blew." Hey, uh, you want to know? I, I, I go. Let's, so let's this guess is, where this is. This headed. is a this is a text thread that we've had since what, like two months ago. Yeah, probably like a month a ago. It was before ago. Christmas. Yeah. So I watched, I watched Love Actually because I had heard so much about it and that people fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I went into it thinking that it was a Christmas movie, which, which it's really not. It's one of those annoying fuck. It's, it's not. It's not. The movie is not annoying, but how people talk about it is annoying. So I've never seen Die Hard. Apparently, it takes place around Christmas. It's around Christmas. And whenever you talk about Christmas movies, everyone's like, you have to include Die Hard. I haven't seen Die Hard, and I know That's Die insane. Hard's not a fucking Christmas movie. It's Shut not, the fuck it's up. It's not a that. Christmas movie, but like, it's as much of a Christmas movie as like Home Alone is. Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. Uh, it's not a Christmas movie. It just takes place around that's, Christmas. You know what? If I'm gonna give that, if I'm gonna give Die Hard a hard time, having never seen the movie, then uh, yeah, I guess I would have to concede that point to you. Yeah. But uh, Love Actually, not a cri- it takes cl- place so close to Christmas, and everything about it is Christmassy, but... No, it's not. Uh, what about it is Christmassy? 
that like they're getting ready for like a holiday party and they're gonna go to the holiday so? performance and the kid's gonna it's oh christmas is intertwined with it but i would agree it's not like set at christmas like christmas is not a theme of the movie it's just takes place around christmas yeah well i don't think christmas is a theme of any christmas movie what are you talking about? Like the the, the Grinch, like, I get the sa- like any movie what? that has Santa Claus in it. So would you say the Grinch is a Christmas movie? Yes, because does, like is, Elf is, is a Christmas movie. He's like so directly related to Santa. I think that I actually think that you raise a good point, and we should make this a rule. If Santa's involved, then it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. movie. Like yeah. if 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 Santa plays a role in it. If like not if you talk about Santa or like what do you want for Christmas if unless that guy shows up then if Christmas is like a is directly related to the plot yeah like if it couldn't if if you took Christmas away and the movie couldn't exist Home it's Alone a Christmas could movie. a million percent exist without Christmas a family could just go on vacation yes <laughs> you're right yes so that's a good point Die Hard again uh. Like, terrorists could take over a building at any time. Is that what Die Hard's about? Yeah. That's so why I can't watch that shit. Because the possibility of terrorists taking over a building gives me the heebie-jeebies. Can't it's do like it. It's like a real thing, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's happened plenty of times I in know. your lifetime. No, I, I, I watched 24. Uh, <laughs> so Like, Die Hard is, is no more horrifying than 24. Yeah. 24, I don't understand. So maybe it's just because I've become a, uh, a little wimp now that I've gotten to be an adult, but... I like 24 came out after September 11th and I just watched that shit. I loved it. Like, it was like, oh, there's a nuke in the United States. So what's going to happen instead of like a family living in plain sight who wants to blow up the entire world? Yeah. If I saw like a movie about that today, I would be like, oh, fuck, I got to rethink my voting and it would, it would be horrifying. But uh, so yeah, Love Actually is the worst romantic comedy of all time. My thing with that is like, what did you expect? A good movie? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I so I saw because for the first people time, loved it. I know that people love it, but people also love uh, what's that? What's the Cameron Diaz one that's set around Christmas? I know uh, shit. The one where they switch like yeah, switch countries right, yeah. or whatever. Dude, that's my mom's favorite movie of all time. So my like my sister likes that, and it's like the same thing. It's that's actually like a decent movie, though. Such, I would like. I don't think so. I think it's something that you you can have on during the holidays, but no, I. It's the holiday. That's what it's. The called. holiday. So I'm not actively trying to watch the holiday. Just like I'm, I'm certainly not actively trying to watch Love Actually. <laughs> but the thing about about that movie, the difference between that movie and Love Actually is like that movie, the holiday, knows what it is. It's like a. It's a, just a simple romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a simple movie that's been done a million times, but they did it in a different, unique way. Uh, but Love Actually is like is like eight shitty romantic comedies in one. It's the worst case scenario of uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid How Love so? is a bunch of romantic comedies in one, and they're all of the best romantic comedies you've ever that's seen true, in your life. Yeah. That's a good point. And this is the opposite. Also, I looked up uh, when I looked up Bill Nye to see the spelling of his name and stuff. He's the guy. He's the musician in Love Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Did not know that. Right. No, I hate this guy. So already. <laughs> Bill Nye's losing some some points. Um, but Love Actually, like it's it does so much. Like it has. I don't know how many characters are in it. Like eight, eight main characters. That Let's you're say who's to the care about. who's the good character in it. Every, like you don't give a shit about any of these characters. Hugh Grant. He's what, what's his problem, by the way? 
I don't. He's he's weird and and creepy. He's like this he's handsome like, guy who he fires his assistant because he wants to fuck her. That's kind of fucked up. Does he do that? Yeah. Wow. Luke Wheeler he does like, that or in he Nashville. Like, I don't know if he fires her, but like he switches her off of like his assign. Like she's not assigned to him anymore yeah. because he wants to. Because he's her. trying to bone. Like that's real fucked up. <laughs> that's really unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's like. Alan Rickman's character who like cheats on his wife with Who's this, Alan Rickman? I gotta look this up. The guy who played Snape in in Oh, you're talking to the Harry wrong guy. Potter. Jesus Christ. I, so I, so I, much I, respect I, no, for you. I read those books and everyone gave me shit for them because they were like, Oh, you're well, reading he's, books. He's gay. also he's also then, <laughs> listen, my second go to would be he's the terrorist in Die Hard. Oh really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. But can't really help you. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know this guy. So he's the guy who his secretary is basically just like a vagina with legs. Oh, okay. You know, like the secretary who just like is literally the biggest whore on the face of the earth. I can't. I saw the movie like two years ago, and I've already dumped it from my brain. He is like this old man who's married to Emma Thompson. He's like her boss. Oh, and and like this woman, the, his secretary is just like spreading her legs in the office and just like dropping like real. Hmm. Like sex bombs, and he's sex bombs, <laughs> and he's like thinking if he wants to do it or not. And oh then, yes, 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 yeah. yes! I remember this. And he like buys her the necklace. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. So like, he, like I don't give a fuck about that guy, and he like ends up cheating on his wife, and then they stay together. Like, sorry if this is spoiling right. the movie for anybody, but like yeah, it's a fucking watching shitty the movie, movie. spoils the <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, Andrew Lincoln's character is just a really bad friend. Awful friend, awful. He, yeah, his best friend just got married to a woman, and he tries to slide in. Yeah, and he try he tries to he says that he's been in love with her like the entire time or whatever, and he like shows up at her doorstep with cue cards right. in the weirdest scene like at, possibly ever. That's Kira Knightley, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Also, very confused. I always get her confused with Natalie Portman. They look they exactly look very the similar. same. Kira Knightley's got different teeth though. She's super hot. She got some. She got some weird teeth, which which I, I I love when a very attractive person has one maybe little tiny thing like with me, like my nose. People look at me. <laughs> That's the one problem. Yeah, with you. right. No, like they, they look at me and they're like, oh fuck, this guy's unattainable. And they're like, you know what? Maybe his nose is a little too big, so maybe he'll come back down to, to earth. But um, I won't. Yeah. So that scene's real fucked up. It's like, hey, bro, you couldn't tell your like you're creeping on your. Best friend's <laughs> newlywed wife. That is so messed. And you could. Does like, he break he, them up? Even if no, no, she like kisses him, which is also fucked up. Like he totally went home and would after. Too, oh, for sure. Like, to his friend's she, wife. Like there is no, there is not a single good person in this movie, other than probably the kid. The kid. Um. And Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson's fine. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, maybe the friend who's the who's about to get cuckolded is a nice guy. Right? Andrew Lincoln's friend? He doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't do anything wrong. He falls like, in love and marries someone who fucking <laughs> gave him her word. That's true. Yeah. And uh, shows him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get married. Uh, right. And then, I don't know, even like the Liam Neeson story is kind of fucked up. Like his son falls in love, or like doesn't fall in love because his son's five years old, but his son likes a girl who has the same name yeah. as his recently deceased mother. Yeah, and it's 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 weird. This this whole movie is just really like fucked up and weird. And then Colin Firth is trying to bang his 
housemaid who doesn't even speak English. Oh, right. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> that movie? This movie is so bad. <laughs> Why does everyone love... Again, I, I don't know if any, everyone actually does say it's great. There are people just who a fucking thing you have love to do. it. We got to have Lozo on to talk about it because he fucking loves it. I don't want to have Lozo on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, but he loves that movie. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, so I love Dave Lozo, and we've developed kind of uh, uh, like an angry and hateful <laughs> rapport. Kind of like, so like I play up the, the Twitter thing. I play up ever since Kirk said uh, that I was going to die alone. <laughs> I've played up the whole like, oh, I'm alone. I'm, I'm lonely and stuff. And... I, I feel I've kind of gone overboard with that because now people actually respond to my tweets and stuff thinking like that I'm alone all the time <laughs> and that I have nobody. And sometimes that's actually the case, but it's not always the case. And I feel like I've uh, I've played up that too much. I've played up uh, a, a disdain for Lozo too much because I, I, I swear to God, I think he's the funniest person on Twitter. And that one time that we supposedly hung out, we had a, we, we hit it off. But... Yeah, I'm so mean to Lozo. I don't, but I feel like I'm in too deep. I can't stop. I, I just like I can't respect anybody who likes Love Actually. Just to be honest, yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing redeeming about that movie whatsoever. Like eight shitty storylines, half of them don't even get finished. That's that's one of the things that really pissed me off. Is like most of these storylines don't have like a solid conclusion. Crazy Stupid Love is tied up expertly. Oh, it's for a, sure. Like, yeah. It's perfect. There's not one loose end. Aside I from, the, I forgot one of the worst storylines of of Love Actually is the the woman who like likes the dude that she works with, yeah, and she has like the crazy brother, yeah, and so she just like oh, she fucks the dude that she works with, right. and then is and is like happy and is so pumped, right, and then she's just like, I can't do this, my brother's crazy because my brother's a fucking nutbag. It's like that. Have you ever see the the Heartbreak Kid with no. uh, Ben Stiller? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one of those movies that was always on HBO. Uh, but uh, Danny McBride plays the girl's crazy brother. Like that shit yeah. was funny. That's yeah. how, so you do that storyline right. You got to make the brother extra crazy and yeah, have like him funny crazy. played by yeah <laughs> Miranda. Please, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> and then there's fucking the kid who goes to America just to get fucking laid. Oh yeah, that's, that's so sad. Oh my god, that was so sad. <laughs> Why is it sad? Because does does doesn't he? Like end up getting run over by a bunch of hookers or something. I thought that they like he had like an orgy and he was like America's awesome. Oh, he does. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he I, has a fucking orgy. I miss her. I th- so he's in a bar and he meets a bunch of girls. Yeah, they didn't end up being hookers. I don't think so. Don't he think came back with one of them, didn't he? Oh, so I good. I, so I I thought that. I mean, I, I think the only way to tell that story and make that good and funny would be if he comes all the way to America thinking, like, America's where you get laid, and then some he meets a girl, and she's a hooker, and then, like, he got to pay up, and yeah, he goes well, back <laughs> home with his tail between his legs, broke. Or just, like, or like the Costanza episode of Seinfeld where he, like, falls a woman off the train and gets robbed, yes. and it's like, it's like, fucking having sex isn't all, like, I need to, like, stop being such a horny idiot. Right. <laughs> so that's how bad that movie was, that I've remembered it with more interesting storylines than it actually <laughs> had, because that's how the movie could have actually been somewhat... Like, that might be the most useless storyline in the history of cinema. This guy had no central rela- relation to the mo- like to the, the quote-unquote important parts of the movie, yeah. and he just goes to America because he thinks that it's a place where he's going to get laid all the time, <laughs> and he... G- Immediately getting off the plane, 
from the airport, he goes straight directly to a bar without like finding a place to live or anything. Nothing. He gets right. off the plane, sex goes time. straight to a yeah, sex time, <laughs> straight to a bar, and has a fucking orgy with like the five hottest chicks that you'll ever meet in your entire life. I think that w- because of how you yelled it, this, the name of this episode should be "Sex Time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sex time. Um, so I, I Google... will be so disappointed if we name it that, if we name it "Sex Time." <laughs> We should name it disappointing sex time. No, like we should. I mean, I don't. I'm not a clickbait guy. Uh, that is a definite. We clickbait. should do that. We Can should you, call is, this. Does, click, does clickbait exist for podcasts? We're about to find out. We're gonna call this shit sex time. Um, <laughs> that'd be amazing. It'll be our most listened to podcast yet. Um, so I googled romantic comedies uh, and looking just to kind of refresh my memory. And you know what came up? I haven't seen it, but I did see the musical adaptation <laughs> is uh, Waitress with Kerry Russell. Have you okay, seen that? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. I was going to laugh at you because like, to, see, to not see something and then see the musical ag- adaptation of it is a weird move. But, I, but that does you make can, sense. Uh, you can understand why. That's the one that Sarah Bareilles yes. did the music for. And the soundtrack to that shit. Unbelievable. Bangs. It's so good. So uh, I'm going to see that. Just uh, add that to be the 16th movie that I've seen. Uh, on here, it's also, it, it does say 500 Days of Summer. That's that's up there for me. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, a pretty recent one. That's pretty I, good. It's like, a, I'd consider that a rom-com, but it's like a real, like, there's some, it's, it's a, a heavy serious, movie. Yeah. yeah. I just It's not ju- like a feel-good, like... Let's. That's not like a date night. It's not particularly com. It, it doesn't lean towards comedy as much as it does. Yeah, yeah. Romanticism and like heavy, real shit. Speaking of those guys, I saw uh, Joy. The yeah. the the Jennifer Lawrence, the one with those three. Yeah, they're like the, the m- four, because De Niro's in it too. That's who I. So that's who I had and in the three. Who's... Isn't isn't David O. Russell the director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So. Um, that's like the Medellin package, pretty much, for, for those of you uh, Entourage uh, fans. That, those, they're just going to do every movie together, and I'm going to love it. I actually made the point today that because we do sun, uh, Sunday Skate and Brunch... We're th- j and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that we're, because when we said, what should we talk about today on Brunch, people were like... Uh, people always send fucking hockey th- The defense, and like... Somebody said that we should talk about Alex Gen- Galchenyuk's domestic violence... Oh yeah, I'll fucking do a like, fucking pop like a culture podcast <laughs> on fucking Canadians player. Yeah, that's that's real fucking good. That's like, not how you get thousands like, of <laughs> listeners, bud. Listen, our podcast is fun. We're trying to make it fun and not about hockey. Right. That is a non-fun hockey topic. <laughs> right. That, that's that's like neither, literally the right. exact opposite of what right. we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but this was a. I think that we we kind of. Uh, Got back into the groove. Shook out some, uh, shook off some of the rust, and like this was the foreplay for our 2016 of brunch. Yes, we got it lubricated, which is funny because this one is called Sex Time, <laughs> yep. and this was foreplay. <laughs>